isn't that spooky. Welcome back, all you ghosts and goblins, to this week's edition, the Halloween edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond, and I'll be your host once again this week. It is October the 27th, 2016, which means that Halloween is right around the corner. You guys got your costumes ready? Gonna go trick-or-treating? Are you just gonna do, uh, you know, like the snatch the kids' candy when, once they bring it back maneuver? You know, that's always an option, too. <laughs> well, whatever the case, be safe. You know, there's a bunch of real ghosts and goblins out there, so if you're going out with the kids, everybody, be careful. Have a good time. So, you know, since it is Halloweeny, it's the time of the year people talk about spooky stuff and ghost stories and macabre tales. And we've been doing just that over at the Chicago Billiard Museum Facebook page for the last couple of weeks. We've been posting up some creepy, what we call them, billiard tales from the crypt. Tales like um, Mr. Professor Carlos, a professional trick shot artist from New York who also had a daughter who was famous as a trick shot artist who was found on the beach just outside of New York, dead, wrapped in 53 feet of iron chains. Want to find out what happened to him? Or how about Calvin, uh, Calvin, um, Calvin Demarest, the professional billiard player in Chicago, who went crazy, stabbed his wife, and stabbed his mom, and stabbed himself and was placed in insane asylum for the rest of his life. Want to find out what happened to him? Or how about the Brunswick death curse? You know, the Brunswicks, the famous pool table name that everybody knows. Their family, um, they were married to the Benzinger family very early on in the history of the company. So the Benzingers were very instrumental in running the company. They were presidents of the company for decades, were Benzingers. So the Brunswicks and the Benzingers were very interrelated. And they faced a series of horrific deaths in the Benzinger and Brunswick family. You can find out more. Or you can find out about the pull hustler, Pony Rosin who used to frequent Benzinger's last pool hall in Chicago. And he died right in the middle of a one-pocket game. Right there in Benzinger's. All these billiard tales from the crypt. Fun, <laughs> macabre, creepy, awful stuff. If you want to read some more of it, uh, go over to the Chicago Billiard Museum Facebook page and scroll through the last three or four post there and you'll see what I'm talking about. Some really interesting Halloween-y type stuff for you there. Uh, like I said before, I hope you guys all have a good time and uh, be careful. Don't want to read about you in the newspaper. Tonight's show is going to be really good. We are just coming off of the US, one, uh, U.S. Open Nine Ball Championship out there in Virginia. From all accounts, the event went really fantastic, except for a couple of uh, streaming issues right at the beginning there. So we decided to give uh, Pat Fleming a call, and uh, the Bermans as well. 
uh, Brady and Shannon. And we got their thoughts on uh, how the event went, how things are going to go in the future, and some other good contextual stuff. So stick around. We'll be right back with Pat Fleming right after this. All right, welcome back, everybody. And I am talking with Mr. Pat Fleming of AccuStats Video Productions. How are you today, Pat? I'm great. Thank you. All right. Well, we're just off the heels of uh, the U.S. Open 2016. Uh, How do you feel about how the event went this year? Well, I was very pleased. Um, I was pleased in the sense that the public, the spectators were pleased, the players were pleased, the vendors were pleased, the hotel was very pleased. So I'm pleased. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. The, um, do you feel like the attendance was up or down or sort of about the same? I think the attendance was up slightly from last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I suspect that future years will increase also because of sure. the response that we got. Yeah. Uh, so I'm optimistic about uh, future attendance. Sure, sure. Well, from all uh, reports I've heard, um, I didn't hear anything about it, uh, being bad. It sounds like you guys had a great time, and there was some fantastic pool played. That I mean, couldn't absolutely couldn't ask absolutely. for better matchups. I mean, that was some good <laughs> stuff. Right, right. How are you adjusting to the uh, to the role uh, of uh, the increased responsibility uh, now that? Well, uh, uh, by being the producer of the event, uh, you're responsible for everything. Yeah. Not only uh, raising the added money, but getting the players to participate, which means half of them were from foreign countries, so you had to send formal invitations and then back and forth as far as what was proper for that country so that the embassy would give uh, right, give right. visas to them. Sure. Um, we had some issues there that, you know, we, we went, went through. Uh, we had a full field several times. Uh, we opened the field to 160 this year, and we reached 160, but then one country fell apart as far as uh, visas, so then we were short about a dozen, and then we filled up again. <laughs> and then we had another country that kind of fell apart at the last minute. And then a uh, little disappointing was the, uh, although we filled up again and we lost some more players right at the end, but what was disappointing was the WPA sent out a notice to everybody about oh, a week before the event. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, it, you know, it seemed right for them but it didn't seem right for the players attending the U.S. Open because most of them had nothing to do with the WPA. So right. when they saw you got to have you got to pay fifteen dollars, which was not a problem, but you had to have picture ID. You couldn't play unless you were a member and things like that. All of a sudden, my phone stopped ringing, <laughs> and uh, so I thought, well, all those that were on the fence decided not to go. Um, so that was a serious issue at the end, and as a result, we didn't get 160 again. We only got 149. Wow. wow. So that was an issue, but it's a full-time job for six months. 
Yeah. Uh, we do it at the Akistat's office. So what I did was I worked basically full-time. Uh, of course, you had to get vendors, and you had to get risers and pipe and drape, and oh, you get yeah. employees and dealing with the hotel. So it is a full-time job for six months. And um, Well, do you feel good about yeah. it? Is it something that, you know, do you... Well, I, 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 it's I, rewarding. I, I don't want. I'm not trying to put you. Rewarding. You know, I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't want you to say something bad about it. I just want. I'm just curious. You know, do, do you feel confident about it, or do you feel like, oh, oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm well pleased with the way things went and put together. It was yeah. well organized. Uh, the hotel was very happy with the way it was planned. Good. Um, you know, the financial part, well, I'll know in a couple of days, but uh, it was well worth it as far as, uh, you know, feeling good. Well, so, well, making it happen, you know what I mean? This, this, it, it needed, yeah. it needed to happen, and it needs somebody to do it and somebody competent to do it. So, you know, that's a, that's a, I, I, like I told Brady, um, you know, that's a lot to be proud of being involved yeah. with this event, but it, that is also, you know, a gigantic amount of responsibility too. So it's uh, a mixed blessing, as they say. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Uh, I, let me ask you this, just out of curiosity about your own personal opinion. What? How do you feel about the foreign contingency? How important is that in American pool? You know, the U.S. Open used to not have that many foreign participants does it make a difference should it make well, a difference the, the reason it didn't have many foreign participants is because at one time the foreign participants weren't that skillful right well they weren't playing nine now ball they anyway. are. right right now they are and uh, uh the u.s uh is falling short as far as who's left in the tournament at the end you've got uh, chinese you've got tai taiwan You've got Europe, and uh, and there's not many Americans that last. Shane Van Boney, of course, he might be the best in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but after him, you know, it's a big question mark of who's going to last. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but definitely the foreigners. I mean, there's many players that most players never heard of. Yeah. And we're playing very well. So if you didn't know how to pronounce the guy's name, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely right about that. We have that same problem on this program from time to time, believe it or not. <laughs> oh? I, am not, I do not speak fluent Chinese. So, you know, that's, uh, it's, okay. uh, it's a hard thing to, yeah. to pronounce some of the names. Well, geez, um, uh, any... any um, well, let me rephrase that. What would you say about the streaming issues? Um, I okay. heard that uh, there was some instances right there up front where the stream was having an issue. Would you like to talk about that? Well, yeah, that's the big elephant in the room, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, the first couple days, the Internet was horrible. Right. And Jim Fredericks, who handles our Internet, uh, did the best he could at responding. He couldn't control what happened. Sure. Uh, that was basically within the hotel. When we got notice of signals breaking up and freezing, 
naturally, we're going to try and find out where it is. So we test our line, we check the hotel, we check our provider, and then we're checking equipment. And everywhere we go, from the hotel to our provider, you know, it's working perfectly. So it must be our equipment. So we buy some new equipment to bypass what we think could be a problem. And it was still happening. And now it's the third day, and we go back to the hotel, and they put a new Internet line in. But it's the same way. So we're saying, well, it's not the hotel. Uh, But then a little while later, they said, well, let's bypass this junction box here. Maybe that'll help. And, of course, it did work. So bottom line is it wasn't the equipment. It wasn't the uh, provider. Uh, It was in the hotel. They had this box that the Internet line would go in, and they bypassed that box, and everything worked. (laughs) Naturally... We had about five thousand dollars worth of refunds. Yeah, and yeah. Jim had over a thousand uh, uh, emails. He was up till five in the morning every night, responding and giving refunds to these people for two days. Oh, wow! And it was a nightmare. Uh, after two and a half days, it worked perfectly because that's when we yeah. resolved the problem. Right, and uh, a lot of people, you know, commended us for even giving them refunds when they didn't ask for them, uh, coming up with a, a great stream afterwards. Sure. So, you know, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we got through it, and uh, sure. that's the way it is. Well, you know, and if that's... I, I don't certainly don't mean to make light of it, and I don't want to discount mm-hmm. the frustration that either you guys or the viewers would have had because I can imagine it was terrible on either end. But if you're looking at an event of that size and that's the worst thing that happens, you're still doing pretty good. You know what I mean? You didn't... Well, let's say (laughs) the the public who attended the event, the vendors, the the players, the hotel, they didn't notice because they weren't online. Right. But we had plenty of customers that were online, and I... You can't blame any of them. Uh, if I'm there and I'm paying for this service, right, right, and it's having problems, and now I'm sending emails and can't get a response, right, there's a thousand of them, one person responding to them. Uh, we don't have a big staff, and right, uh, right. so I would be upset too. Of sure. course, when it's all said and done, hopefully they all understand, you know, what we went through and yeah. what we tried to do to. Yeah make amends oh yeah well that's like i said that it's unfortunate but uh technological glitches are you know unavoidable unfortunately that's another one of those things we run into that problem here too (laughs) all the time um and it's it's the oddest thing too because somehow it always it always seems to happen under a high pressure situation it does things don't fail when you are not worried about something failing. They only fail when it's critical. So, yeah, yeah. That's uh, of course when we tested the equipment. Yeah. It was so intermittent that when we tested the equipment before the event began, it worked perfectly. Uh-huh. But as most people know, after twenty minutes or so, all of a sudden you have a, fr- a frozen screen. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so uh, it seemed to work until we actually had a match. <laughs> then it didn't work right. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've got some more on your plate here. you got another event coming up. Give us the lowdown oh, on that wow. real quick. Well, the Make It Happen series started four years ago. This is our ninth. And this is an event that all expenses are paid for these players. Right. Their airfare, their hotel, there's no entry fee. They win money every match they play. And what confuses me, and I hope the, the, a lot of companies hear this interview, is why can't somebody else do this? A little company <laughs> like Accustats right. can do this. Why can't some other company in the industry do this? Why can't the BCA do this? Right. Uh, if they say they don't have any money, well, I don't have any money either. <laughs> but I find it to make it happen. <laughs> and the players just love the whole idea. I yeah. get calls all the time about, can I play in the next one? Can I play in the next one? And uh, we've got just three weeks to go. Of course, all my time was spent on the U.S. Open. Yeah. So yeah. now it's crunch time for the make it happen. I've got to raise you know, another you know, $25,000 in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, Dang. you know, uh, so if any company says, I don't have the money, forget about it. <laughs> I ain't going for it. I don't have it either. You find it and you do it. That's right. So uh, gonna, all you companies and the BCA, why don't you do this? That's right. Have a tournament. Call it your tournament. Yeah. So Absolutely. that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I know. I agree with you. I agree with you. There's, there, I... A matter of fact, I will agree, and I'll just kind of leave it at that because it's. Uh, I think that's another one of those elephants in the room. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, so great. The make it happen is coming up, and what the, what are the dates on that? It's November seventeenth through twenty. 17. It's eight ball, and the players in it. Every match. I mean, if you watch the first match, you'll think it's the finals right. because of any other tournament. We got Shane Van Boning. Jason Shaw, Darren Appleton, uh, Rodney Morris, Corey Duell, and John Mora. They all won events, you yeah. know, recently. And yeah. Boy, Shane Van Boning and, and Jason Shaw, they're just... On fire. They're at the top of the, top of the heap right now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Big yeah. time. Big time. And, well, that sounds exciting. really yeah. does. Yep. All so right. Please call us at Accustats. <laughs> yeah. If you're interested in supporting or finding out more about that event or any of the Make It Happen tournaments, uh, it's really great for pool. It's great for these players that when they go to a tournament, they're out 2000 trying to get their expenses back right. before they start winning money. It's it's a sin. This it's a is sin. True. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, and there is a better way. You know, there are better ways to do things. Um, I, I think that, uh, I mean, this is 2016. You know, we should we should be uh, uh, further along than this. You know, more well-developed than this. Better util utilizing our resources than this. So let's, you know, well, let's hope that some of them pick up the ball. Well, thanks, Pat. I appreciate your time. I know you got things to do, so I'm going to get out of your hair. All right, David. Well, thanks for the call. And thanks for everything that you do for the industry. We are very much appreciative. Uh, keep up the good work, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Have, have a great weekend.
All right, welcome back, everybody. And I am talking with the Bermans, or actually, you know, Shannon and uh, Brady. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. How are you doing? And I'm proud to be a Berman. I'm a Pascal now, but I, I know I'm I... a Berman at heart. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we're doing great. Thank you so much for uh, for involving us. We're, we're excited about uh, the Open this year, the turnout, and we're happy to. I join here at uh, AmericanBladerRadio.com. Awesome. Well, you guys are out on the East Coast uh, down in Virginia. I'm up in Chicago. How's the weather treating you? It's, it's nice. I think uh, I'm, I'm about three hours west of uh, Virginia Beach where, where Shannon is at, but it's, uh, it's in the 50s here, and I think Shannon's loving the 70s down in Virginia Beach. You going <laughs> to the beach today, Shannon? No, actually, I just got done going for a little jog. So that was nice. There you go. Nice. Did you guys, uh, Shannon, did you have uh, some ill weather because of the hurricane? Um, a little bit. We uh, we lost power for about four days, so that's the extent of it. We were pretty lucky. Okay. Well, that's not too bad. You didn't have a house or a tree landing on your house or anything like that? No, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness is right. And thank goodness it didn't come, you know, right in the middle of the event. You know, I mean, that would have been kind of a pain in the butt, too, actually, but... Yeah, we, I was worried about that, and I think I said something to Brady. I was like, "Oh no, I hope it's good." Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. happens that, before after. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that was dodged a bullet there. So for the for the guys out there, guys and gals out there that haven't been following your life, you know, from from your birth. <laughs> Is there anybody out there that hasn't been following our lives? <laughs> We're Berman. I know, right? You get a little bit of attention here and there sometimes, yeah. you know. Um, tell us how you guys, well, let me be more specific. Let's let the ladies go first. Shannon, um, what was your first sort of exposure to pool, like maybe a first memory? And and was it something that you liked, attracted to, or did you think all oh, those pool players are crazy? <laughs> funny my first experience that I remember was being at the old pool room in Norview my mom would drop me up for the day or to visit my dad and my dad would just kind of let me run wild and talk to everybody watch pool whenever I wanted to yeah. give me quarters for the packing machine <laughs> you know so I remember it being a good experience and everybody was super nice and helpful yeah cool so yeah, and, then, um, and then in 2000 my dad asked me to join them at the open so that's when I started doing the U.S. Open Okay. Yeah. Very good. So it's something that you did willingly, you enjoyed getting involved in pool? Yes, I did. I saw how passionate my dad was about it, and I was like, what is this about? I remember going to the first U.S. Open when I was younger, and I didn't really understand how big it was. Yeah. And I think it was when ESPN got involved the first time, and I saw these cameras. I was like, wow, my dad's doing something important here. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a big deal. It's uh, and wow, you know, forty-one years now. What about you, Brady? What was your experience growing up as a yeah, as so, a pool uh, in the pool family of the Berman? Yeah, absolutely. So, so my dad he raised me, and then and, and Shannon lived with my uh, mother, but she obviously would come around all the time. Um, growing up, all I ever heard was pool, right? So, um, my you know earliest I guess recollection. Um, so I was born in 77. Dad was, you know, already underway celebrating his second annual U.S. Open. Um, and, and my biggest memory, I think, was, um, you know, back in the day with, when the men and women competed for the U.S. Open nine ball championships in separate events. Yeah. Um, and 
running around, like Shannon mentioned, you know, as a youngster, I remember Ava Mattia, her daughter, and I used to be buddies, and Alan Hopkins, his, his son, and I uh, are still buddies, sure. and running around with the kids, right? So we were we were all pool kids and <laughs> um, running around the pool room and, and watching some of the matches, but, you know, we were, we were young and, and crazy. Sure. Um, and then I remember in 85 when Tom Cruise came, uh, to the U.S. Open Nine Ball Championships with Martin Scorsese prior to their filming of Color Money. Yeah. I remember that being a, a big thing for Dad and how appreciative you know he, he, he was of the event, obviously, and, sure. and that they wanted to come and kind of get a better look at pool, um, get a better understanding. Yeah. Uh, I cut my hair, I remember that week, myself. And my dad was very <laughs> upset that he wouldn't let me go <laughs> to the tournament. Um, but he's had he had both of us working at uh, our early, early days. Um, I guess I'm, I'm I'm just three years older than Shannon, and um, you know I've you know, obviously worked the pool rooms uh, with Dad. We had uh, up to four at one time, and then down to three and two, and one big gigantic one now. Um, but you know it's Dad always had a vision to elevate pool. Sure. And sometimes elevating pool for dad really put him in bad situations. <laughs> you know, yeah. when he would, you know, he, he wanted, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to give the players the respect they needed, um, not only in, 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 in the event itself, but obviously with, with the payouts. And, right, right, right. Um, and, he, and he would factor to break even, honestly. You know, he right. dreamed to win, but he would factor to break even. And any any anything that could possibly go wrong would really put a hindrance <laughs> on on the abilities yeah, of, of yeah. him to be successful, right? So whether it's hurricanes or or nine eleven or boycotts of you know player organizations or whatever the case may be, all those things really play a factor in the, in his success. And he had huge dreams, huge ideas, um, but unfortunately, it was hard to execute on everything because of you know different setbacks, and they were again kind of natural disasters. Mm, yeah. Terrorist attacks, you know, whatever the whatever the case may be, but it it ultimately, you know, put him in put him in a tough spot. But you know, with that said, this man did a lot for pool. I mean, I wish I wish people really understood and and, and knew his true passion. Right, he wasn't sure. out to make a dollar, right, a right. quick buck, right. And and people portray him in that way, but that was not the fact ever, ever, ever. Right. Yeah, in addition to what you're saying, Brady, like, he had a very modest lifestyle. You know, like, our dad didn't own very much. He was all about pool and going to sport. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Brady. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. I mean, it's, I mean, it's true. He, you know, he, he had Corvettes and stuff, but, you know, it, it was always about the business. And um, and, and luckily, you know, sure. we were able to see the good and the bad and, and, and hopefully make better decisions, you know, in, in our lives, right, as it relates to whether it's family or business. or Right. Right. Whatever the case may be, but you know, I just, you know, we we all, I think, in the big industry, definitely owe a debt of gratitude to everything he did, good, the bad, and the ugly, because he always had the best intentions, and that's, sure. and that's totally one hundred percent. He always came through in the end. That's one yeah. thing I always remember about him. You know, mm -hmm. he always did promise yeah. it, and he would deliver. Yeah, yes. he, he overshot, you know, yeah. but mm -hmm. he he was he wanted he wanted he wanted you know to elevate pool and absolutely. Um, and at the event, you know, where this year we talked a lot about elevating pool and getting children involved and, you know, and, and less less about us, less about, you know, the event itself, but, you know, what can we do to elevate pool? And that's the right. big question, right? Yeah. So 
when talking to players, you know, it's you know they want 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 this and want that, and 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 everybody wants them to have those things. But you know, if we're not putting butts in the seats, we've got to do things, right? And yeah, you know, look looking around and at the tournament this year, and um, you know, I, I think I was one of the younger people there at 39, and you know, I'm concerned about the future of pool, right? And pool is such a, a beautifully amazing game that children need to be introduced to, right? And, and that's really been our focus even at Q Masters is, is doing more to, to, to grow the youth into the sport sure. and, and to show them why our father worked so hard and why all the pool players around the world work so hard. It's not a hustler's game anymore, right? It's, it's, it's um, I mean, it is obviously, but it's, it doesn't have to be. And it, really, it probably really isn't. I mean, the days of the big hustlers are, you know, few and far between, I think. You know, mm-hmm. as compared to 20 years ago, right. these guys are out there working their butts off to 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 win events and to play well, and and they got to they have a ton of expense, and you know, pool, we want to see pool grow, and, that's and right. uh, you know, we're we're happy with how, how things. Uh, that's why my my next question was going to be: How do you feel about uh, how the event went this year? It went, it went really smoothly. Um, Pat came through at a real clutch time. Um, you know, her dad passed away April 23rd. Right. Uh, Pat was engaged, you know, February or so, March. I mean, we were, you know, having, I was holding the phone so Dad could talk to him and Shannon as well, and he came and visit Dad. But it was, it was really a clutch time. Man, if Pat wouldn't have stepped up, the event would not happen this year for sure. Right. Um, working with Pat and his entire team was nothing short of phenomenal. Um, it was just a, it was a great experience. Uh, I'm very excited for the future. I'm just gonna Shane, I'll let you speak to it in a minute. But, you know, I think that I didn't hear really any complaints. And um, this is kind of a building year, right? It's a, it's a year that we, we obviously want to continue to open, but it's a year that we could bring some new blood in. Right. You know, it's some of it's two-thirds of it's the same blood, but bring some new blood into the equation um, and, and really try to, try, try to elevate pool. Yeah, I agree. Pat was excellent. His whole team is like class act. I know exactly what they're doing. Sure. They just run a flawless system. Um, I just love, I appreciated all the fans. They were just so appreciative that we yeah. were having the event again. Um, a lot of them were like, well, we didn't know if it was going to still go on. And I just feel really thankful and lucky that they were all there to support us. I love hearing all their stories about Dad. You know, a couple of times people had me teared up just telling me. Oh, yeah. About that and a memory that they had it just made it extra special for us. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I think that was the sentiment I got from just about everybody that I've spoken to. They, I mean, other than the uh, the internet issues that they had there for a couple minutes, everything else, the tournament itself, sounded like it went off really well, and that everybody had a great time. Yeah, that's uh, it was. It was a it was a great event, and Dad was uh, looking down with a big smile. <laughs> yeah. Proud of everybody. I bet you he was. Last year, we were all on the edge of our seat. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that and the and the matches turned out to be fantastic. I mean, the way that the uh, the competition played out at the end was just you couldn't ask for a better pool. That's right. Really good stuff. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are in it. You know, for good. Are you you do you plan to to stick with it and and still keep involved? Yeah, absolutely. So, in our in our everyday life, I, I own a, I own a technology company up in Charlottesville. 
mm-hmm. um, been very successful with that. And, and Shannon is very successful in real estate <clears throat> um, in, in Virginia Beach and doing very well. And uh, we are both actively involved with Q Masters. Obviously, we have um, a lot of a lot of things uh, going on there all the time. And we have our cousin, uh, True Family Affair. He's our general manager, and he worked for a father for 12 or 15 years in the early years. Um, and then, you know, with the support of Pat and, and Elf, I think collectively, you know, you, you got the kind of collective genius between everybody. Sure. Um, everybody wants to see the event continue on, and we have every intention to continue the event on. Good. That's great news, and that's that's what we wanted to hear. You know what I mean? We want to hear that you guys are going to keep it going and, and you know, keep making it better and better and better and, and uh, keep that legend. I mean, you got 41 years uh-huh. under your belt. So. Oh, yeah. That's, um, it's, on the one hand, it's something to be proud of, very proud of, and on the other hand, that is a huge responsibility, obviously, to upkeep mm-hmm. that, the reputation and the integrity. So, thank you for everything that you guys and your family have done for the sport with this event, and um, best of luck to you in the future. Thank you, and we appreciate you and all the support that you have given us and all the fans as well and the players. Sure thing. Hey, not a problem. Thanks for your time, too. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Let people know. Yeah, go ahead. Follow us on Facebook. Watch for our updates. We'll be releasing the uh, 2017 dates, excuse me, over probably sometime over the next couple of weeks. Uh, A lot of good things are in the works, and we're very excited to, you know, represent Dad's legacy. Uh, continue to, to raise awareness of pool, elevate pool. Uh, I can't thank the industry enough, Diamond, Simonis, Aramis, and everybody who helps make the event possible every single year. Absolutely. Uh, but again, you know, very excited for the future. Awesome. Awesome. And congratulations to our winner, Shane. We love him. Five times. Uh, yeah, yeah. Five <laughs> dang times. Good Lord have mercy. That's, that's just, he's an amazing player. And, I mean, that's not to say that some of those other guys did not do an outstanding job, too. I mean, Shaw shot his brains out. Deshane, some of the other guys just really, it was, the level of play was fantastic. I was I was excited not just for them, for the players themselves, but for the fans that got to see that. And for you and Pat and everybody else that worked so hard to make the event, that was just the icing on the cake, you know what I mean, so... Good stuff. All right. Well, I think I've yapped enough. So you guys have a great (laughs) weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Thank you.